0: You can turn your
1: Bibles right now to uh, Philemon, uh, verse 6. <laughs> Philemon,
0: verse 6, says this, that the acknowledging of your faith would become effective, like, well, let me read it. Let's read it. Where are you, Philemon, Philemon? I know you hear my Bible somewhere. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm zeroing in on this tonight is because you know, lots of times when people ask us about our Christianity, we'll tell them, um, I'm born again, or I'm saved. But Paul the Apostle, that's not the way he talked. He talked, matter of fact, 130 to 140 times. He used this terminology, in Christ, in him, in whom, in Christ. And so he, he identified himself in Christ, and that identification in Christ is the, is the condition and the quality of being the same. And so he saw himself. Can you imagine seeing yourself in Christ to the point where you realized that it was coins of equal value that were to being talked about, something of equal value? That's why he could say in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 2, receive us, we've wronged no man. That's how Peter, think about it, Peter 50 days after denying Jesus three times stood up, and and said hey preached and led 5000 people to the lord he said hey this is that spoken by the prophet joel i've imagined myself in that same situation and the first thing i would have had to do is apologize for denying jesus 50 days ago right because 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 i don't i didn't i didn't i'm working i didn't have the revelation of that forgiveness to that degree receive us we've wronged no man by, by Paul, the apostle and Peter saying, this is that spoken by the prophet Joel and preaching the gospel to in front of the same people that he had denied Jesus in front of just some couple of months earlier. So, 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 but Paul really had this revelation of being in Christ. And so let's read verse six that the communication of your faith may become effective. Well, so that also tells me that I can have ineffective faith. The communication of my faith or the koinonia of my faith, the partnership, the fellowship, the intimacy of my faith would become effectual. How? By the acknowledging. Now, by the acknowledging of every. Now, when it says every good thing, it means there must be more than one thing. The acknowledging of every. Now, every good thing that is in you in Christ. What are we supposed to be talking about? Acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ. And so, you know, I've had a a fellow doing some renovations at my house for the past eight weeks. Rob Ells has been there. And uh, we were discussing uh, some things the other day about my neighborhood. Now in my neighborhood, uh, when you get off the main drag and up into some of the back streets, the poverty is is unreal. It's like you wouldn't believe that people are living like that in Nova Scotia. But this is but but again, this comes back to how you see yourself is where you find yourself. And so we looked in Proverbs twenty three and verse seven. I shared that verse: "As a man thinks in his heart, so is he." In other words, where you see yourself is where you find yourself. But then we looked at you know the fact that there's There's, there's genetic determinism in psychology and genetic determinism. Well, doctors use it. They'll ask you the history of your family. Oh, well, your, your father had a heart attack, so you're sure to have one. So, so, so lots of times people will get their identity from their genetic determinism. Other people, it's psychic or psychological. Well, the reason why I act this way is the way I was treated. And so, and so that's an excuse that people use. And Paul the Apostle said he was in Christ. But the third one is environmental determinism, and that's what we see in the neighborhood that I live in. Because in my neighborhood, you have an old pickup truck, and you have an ATV in the back, and, uh, <laughs> and you've got your, your red neck and your red arm hanging out the, 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 the door of the truck. And, and in my neighborhood, you don't paint your house. Into my neighborhood, when the car quits, you just park it there and then go get another one, but you don't throw that one out because you don't need the parts off of that one to take care of the other one. And so but that but but that's they live that way because that's all that they see. And this is why Paul would say what you need to do that that your faith will become effective by the acknowledging not of your situation, but the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ. You know, over in uh, 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 2, he says this. I love this phrase. He said, I knew a man in Christ. You see how he did? I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago, whether in the body or out of the body, I, I, I'm not even sure. But, but, I got, but I'm so in Christ-minded. I'm so in Christed that I see myself seated with him in the heavenly realm. I see myself, thanks be to God who, look. this is what he said, this is what he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph, how? In Christ. So that what did he do when he was having a bad day? He had a parade anyway. You know, it didn't matter what was going on, he celebrated the goodness of God. Thanks be to God who, yeah, there may be battles, there may be troubles, and there may be things going on, but thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Come on, he said it this way in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 58. He said, thanks be to God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we are steadfast and unmovable. He realized that it didn't matter what was coming around and coming on him. He's in Christ. Hey, I'm in the secret place of the most high God. I abide under the shadow of almighty God. And doesn't matter what it looks like. I saved the Lord. You're my refuge. You're my fortress. You're my God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. Surely you'll deliver me. A thousand may fall at my side. Think about it. Think about it. When, when Christians are hiding in fear, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand. But what am I saying? It's not going to come near me. Not because I'm wearing a mask. In my car, driving along by myself. Anyway, that's no story. (laughs) He said, "The acknowledging of every good thing that is in you in Christ." Let's go to um, well, quoted Second
1: Corinthians twelve, verse two. Let's look at it again. Verse one: It's expedient for me, doubtless, to glory.
0: I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether he was in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. But he said, I recognize that when I get a breakthrough in my revelation, I'll get a breakthrough in my situation. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. Let me see if I have another translation here on my phone. Well, back in Philemon verse six, it says, I pray that your faith the faith we share may become effective and deepen your understanding. Listen to this. Again, this is finally in verse six. I forgotten I'd taken this. I pray for you. I pray for you. New covenant ministries church. That's why we pray the Ephesians one and the Ephesians three prayers right over the church that you get wisdom of revelation. I pray for you that the faith we share may effectively deepen your understanding of every good thing that belongs to you. Every good thing that belongs to you in Christ, because when you know that something belongs to you, you'll stop the thief from keeping it. He has whatever he has, he has it illegally, whether it's your prosperity your healing, any of those things, they belong to you. Healing is yours. Himself bore my sickness, carried my pain. The chastisement of my peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes I'm healed and made whole. When do you say that? when you feel like it and when you don't, when it's working and when it doesn't seem to be working, hallelujah, keep talking it. I pray that the sharing of your faith may become effective and powerful because of your accurate. This is the accurate knowledge of every good thing, which is ours in Christ. See, so there's accurate. You have to have accurate knowledge of this. So I'm not just saved and I'm away to heaven. I'm not just born again, but I'm in Christ. Come on. I'm in Christ. I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago, whether in the body, I don't know, or out of the body, I don't know. Only God knows such a man was caught up to the third heaven. Well, when I read that, I'm also reminded of 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, where he said, if any man. So not not just Paul the apostle, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, all things have passed away. Behold, all things
1: have become new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think it's the Passion Translation. It seems to be very popular here in this church. <laughs> I like it most of the time. Uh, we'll leave it
0: at that. Now, if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become entirely new creation. All that is related to the old order has vanished away, and behold, everything is, is fresh and new. Come on, you got it like that. Fresh and new. You're fresh and new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We didn't go to Second Corinthians
1: 5.17. I've got it marked over here, so let's take a look here. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, a new species on the earth, one translation
0: says. The word catolasso means... Coins of equal value. Identity means the quality and the condition of being exactly the same. <laughs> so when, when you go through the airport and you go through customs, they ask for your ID and it has to look like you. And when you go through the word of God, you get your identification. Your identification is in Christ. What you, what you look like is in Christ. What you look like, your identity, that's why he said in James chapter 1, maybe we just go there for a minute, just just for a second, because James had some good revelation as well. He said, when you're submitted to God, you resist the devil, and he'll flee from you at all times, right? He's the guy. He said, when we resist him, he he has to go. But here in James uh, 1, verse uh, 22, He said, but be doers, and the word doers is the word uh, poietes, poietes in the Greek is where we get the word poet, somebody that creates with words. So poietes, be a a creator with words, be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, deceiving your own selves. Because he said, you're going to, he said, because when you're a hearer and not a doer, you're like the man that looks in the mirror.
1: Like I looked in the mirror before I came here tonight. How many of you might've done that? Some of you didn't. Okay. So you look
0: in the mirror and uh, again, we've talked about this lots of times. When you see something that needs adjustment, you just make the adjustment. You don't freak out and run out of the bathroom, right? But now this guy here, th- this guy looks into the Bible and he sees this. He sees Hebrews one and verse three, that Jesus was made the heir of all things, the creator of the universe. And then he'll go to Romans 8 verses 16 and 17 and see that not, not only is he in Christ, but he's a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Come on. If children, it says in verse 17, Romans 8, 17, if children then heirs joint heirs with Christ, what is a joint? What is an equal heir? Everything that belongs to Jesus, I know, I know it doesn't sound fair. Everything that belongs to Jesus belongs to you when you came in Christ. When you came in Christ, everything became yours. Read Ephesians chapter 1. Read about your inheritance. Study out your inheritance and find out that it's not God trying to keep things from you. It's, you. it's the devil who came to steal, kill, and to destroy, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. You know, he comes up to Adam and Eve and Adam was supposed to be in charge, just like the man's supposed to be in charge in his home. But Adam wasn't. And most men aren't anymore today either. That's another whole side issue. But, but <laughs> for sure it is. Uh, but, um, you know, he comes, up, he comes up to Eve and he tempts Eve, of course, by saying God's word isn't true. He doesn't mean what he says. And so she buys into the lie. And Adam, who was innocent up until that point in time, became guilty and was filled with shame and condemnation. But you see, Jesus, I wasn't going to get into this, uh, but in Genesis, in in Galatians, in Hebrews, somewhere in the Bible, it's this. In Hebrews 2 and verse 10, it says this about Jesus. It says that the captain of our salvation was made perfect through suffering. And he came to restore many sons back to glory, back to what Adam lost. But in one garden, you've got Adam denying his, his rights. And in another garden over in Gethsemane, you've got Jesus all claiming, not my will, but thine be done. And when he said, not mine, but thine be done, he, that's when he became, this is, this is radical stuff, this is when he, become, he became perfect. He wasn't perfect till then. Just like Adam wasn't perfect. Adam was created innocent and was going to grow into perfection by obedience. Jesus, the last Adam came. I know that he was this, the sinless son of God. I know that the, but his body came from a woman. And so he still had flesh to deal with. And that's why in the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweat drops of blood. He had to crucify his flesh in order to become that perfect sacrifice. And, but, but think about that. When we got born again, when we, got, when we became in Christ, we became innocent. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You're an innocent person. And the more you obey God, the more you move on to perfection it's like you'll never be more righteous than you are right now it doesn't matter how you act the day you were born again you became the righteousness of god in christ but walking out your righteousness exercising your relationship toward others by treating them right all of those things cause us to be be changed from glory to glory into his image into his likeness so
1: i'm always innocent i'm not always right and and this is this is what Paul knew. Paul said, "This this.
0: We're we going to let's finish James. Okay. For for if he's here and and not a doer and not a creator with these words, he looks in the mirror, he looks at himself, and he goes his way and straight away forgets what manner of man he was. What does that mean? That means you come into church on a Thursday or a Sunday and you get jacked up on the message." You say, hey, and identify yourself in the Bible, and then you go, and the first time trouble hits. Why, God, I don't understand this, God? Why is this happening to me? The reason why it's happening to you is there is a thief that came to steal and came to kill and came to destroy. You have an enemy. Don't be shocked when bad things happen. This is why it's, you know, the good fight of faith, the agonizing fight of faith fight the good fight, the agonizing fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. This is, there is a struggle on this earth. Haven't you noticed? Okay. Now where was I going to go after that? Well, let's go to Galatians chapter two. Come on. That's a pretty famous verse. Verse 20. I, I really like this because he starts out with, I am crucified with Christ. And, when I read that, I realize that the devil's not my problem. I am. <laughs> he didn't say the devil was crucified. He said, he, he said I was because he recognized where the problem was. That's why he said I have to die every day.
1: I'm crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me see if I can find if I have anything on that. No, I don't. Hallelujah. I had a bunch of translations I was going to read you. I'll read them next
0: time. But suffice to look at this. I have been
1: crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But yet it's not I. See, here's the key. It's not big I anymore. It's big Christ and little I. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. And the
0: life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave his life for me. And so now it's not big I, but it's big Christ. And I'm living, or a better way of looking at it is, he's living through me. And and again, I like to point out that it took Paul the Apostle 20 years to write this.
1: And so somewhere you're on your journey of kill an eye. Eye trouble. And when
0: you kill the eye, you don't frustrate the grace of God for if righteousness came by how good you could walk it out, then Christ died for nothing. And so he wants you to get to the place where he, because he said, if you love your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose it, you'll find it because real life, Real life is what's coming up next in the church. Real life is, um, we read Corinthians chapter 12, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, gift of faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, say, God, why aren't they happening? And I think in a lot of cases, it's because we would take the credit for it.
1: You know, I prayed and this happened. Oh, I prayed, just because I prayed, of course, it's all about me. No.
0: If you prayed and something happened, that's wonderful, but it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> no, no. It's What do you mean by that? I mean, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. And so I can't take credit for anything because if he tells me to do something, I just simply go and do it and I act on what he said. And so so it is with the gifts of the Spirit. Lots of times people think the gifts of the Spirit are for showing off and showing out. The gifts of the Spirit are to help lost and dying humanity. And I don't know how many of you have watched the Dale Bigley video that that he sent out about the mercy that's coming in the fall and and coming into full manifestation by February of 2021. But that's God's reach to the world. There are going to be people coming into church that you never ever thought would see in church. Like when I came in, I remember when I came into church back in the day. It was the charismatic move, and one of the girls that I was dating was a witch. I didn't even know this one was a witch until I started taking her to a Thursday night Bible study at a person's house, and she she fell in and started snaking it out on the lawn. <laughs> I said, "Oh, this girl's got tr this girl's got trouble." But 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 <laughs> but this is the kind of people that were that we're getting saved. I remember another time Nancy and I were having a Bible study out out on high road in fall river. And this guy brought a girl and she started slithering like a snake in the living room of our house. And a two Christian, a Christian couple that had been pillars in the church and been in church for years. They saw that woman freak out and they left our house and left the church and nobody's ever seen
1: them since they're still stoking it somewhere. Because the devil went, boo. Anyway, but these are the
0: kind of things, these are the kind of things, like it's going to be a new adventure in church. I I believe that. We've seen what the devil could do through fear over these past few months. It's been outlandish, amazing, unbelievable sometimes. See somebody out jogging with a mask on. There's nobody around forever. Like, like, and, and people, you know, jumping back when you walk past them in an aisle, I've never seen anything like it in my life. But God will not be outdone
1: by some low-level dirt devil. Amen? So, um, where were we? Okay,
0: yeah, Galatians 2.20. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by how
1: good I could keep the law, then Christ died for nothing. Mm. Um, How about Ephesians chapter 2? How about Ephesians chapter 1? I just want to read. I just want to
0: read. I know you all know this prayer, but I just want to read it again. We pray this over the church often. Verse 15, he said, Wherefore I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love that you display for one another. I cease not to give thanks for you, making a mention of you. And in the Greek it says building a memorial, like putting a stone in front of the throne of God. Uh, You know, every time you pray this prayer, you're adding to it. Cease not to make mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would grant unto you, grant unto you the spirit of wisdom, Sophia, wisdom, wisdom, and revelation knowledge, not head knowledge, but revelation knowledge, that the eyes of your understanding, you have another set of eyes. We walk by faith and not by sight. Think about Matthew chapter 14, and here's Peter walking on the water. A man that was not born again Walked on the water, he, Jesus said, Come and, and and here's a man walking on the water, and everything was going fine as long as he kept his face in the word on the Word. But when he looked around and saw the wind boisterous, began to study his circumstances, he began to sink. This truth is the Word of God when you're looking on god you're walking, you're walking in impossible situations, but when you look at your circumstances, you begin to sink. Every single time. So if you've been sinking, it's what you've been looking at. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Think in your heart. How are you going to think in your heart? If any man be in Christ, he he is a new creature. Colossians 3.10, put on the new man, renewed in the knowledge of the image of him that created you, where there's neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision, Uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on as the elect of God, holy and beloved. bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, forgiving and forbearing one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, forgive also. Hallelujah! Walk in love and walk in forgiveness. This is what he's going to get into in Ephesians here. He said, he said, he said, I want you to know. I want you to be enlightened, be illuminated. Light comes, light comes. I I saw the light. It just dawned on me. I woke up. He said, the eyes of you understanding being enlightened, that you might know, that you might know what is the hope of what? His calling, his calling on your life. And what is the riches of the glory of what? The riches of the glory of your inheritance. You have an inheritance in the saints. What is your inheritance? This book is full of what you've inherited. So if somebody has your inheritance, what are you going to do about it? Go get it. How do I do that? Whosoever will say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea, and don't, don't in your heart believe the things you say, will come to pass you'll have, whatever you say. Whatever you say. Hallelujah. Come on, go get it. He said, What is the exceed? Now, this is amazing to me. I pray this all the time, but sometimes it really jars me. The exceeding greatness of his power, now, this, is, this, is, this is why when I read about the early church and I see what they did, I'm thinking, how did we get so intellectual? How do we get so, uh, how do we create this culture of unbelief to the point where we read this and it doesn't, it doesn't shake us? The exceeding, he said, I put in you the exceeding greatness of my power is in you. How much is it, God? The same power that I used to raise Christ from the dead dwells in you. And according to Romans 8:11, it'll quicken your mortal body. What kind of power do I have, God? <sighs> Hallelujah. If a pound of enriched uranium will power a nuclear submarine for 25 years, <laughs> with the exceeding greatness of your power, come on, working in you. But here's the condition, Clause, see? We don't like condition clauses. Hmm. The exceeding greatness of his mighty power, which he worked
1: in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Come on. He said, come on. He said, it's the working of his mighty power. But look at the condition. To us word who believe. Now believing. I'm making the decision
0: tonight again to believe this Verse. And in, in order to do, to do that, I'm going to have to act on it. I'm going to have to act against circumstances that are telling me something else. I need to go against that same Satan that came to Eve and said, God didn't promise you this and God didn't promise you that. I need to go against because I realize that he has no authority, no power in my life at all. It's I have been crucified with Christ. It's the I in my life that's caused the problem. It's always been the I. It's always been the eye that's been questioning. It may be the thoughts have come from demonic influence, but, it's, but I'm the deciding factor. He said, it as he said, He said, Exceeding greatness of his power, the working, the inner energea of his kratos, iskus, he said, which he wrought upon Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenlies, far above all principality and power and might and dominion in the seen and in the unseen realm made him to be the head over all things, right, to the church, which is his body. So if he's the head and I'm the body, what flows through the head is flowing through the body. And then he says, when I get a hold of this, believe this, come on,
1: the fullness of him will fill me up. Chapter two, it's a few verses here and then we'll be done. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, which in
0: time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of the disobedience, that can be in the church too. <laughs> <laughs> Among whom we also had our lifestyle, our conversation in times past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, we're by nature children of wrath, just like the others. But look at this verse four, verse four. But
1: God, who is rich in mercy, He's rich in mercy. But God, who is rich in mercy. But look at this for the great love. I, I know I have. The, I, I know I have this in another translation. I'll find it. It's too good not to. Yeah. But God still loved us with such great love. He is so
0: rich in compassion and mercy. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ and the exalted one and when we ascended with him into glorious perfection, the authority of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated. I like that. Co-seated as one in Christ. But let's read it in in King James.
1: It's every bit as powerful, I think. But God who is rich in mercy. I like the word rich. And in his great
0: love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin. He made us alive together with Christ or in Christ, by grace you are saved, and he raised us up together and made us all to sit together in heavenly
1: places in Christ Jesus. Christ in you, the hope of
0: glory raised us up and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in all kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace you are saved and through faith, not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10, for we
1: are his workmanship created in Christ. So my faith in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 3, he said, he
0: said, he, he said to the church at Thessalonica, your faith grows exceedingly. And so when I read this and I realize that faith works by love, faith works by understanding that you're loved. When you get a picture of yourself in Christ, that your faith may become effective, by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you, in Christ. Praise the Lord. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca.
1: We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.